0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Today we're talking about keeping awake in the last days. And I'm kind of lapping back a bit to St. Cyprian, who we talked about a few episodes ago. And St. Cyprian, a great man, uh, very aware of biblical prophecy, but jumped the gun a bit and thinking that the last of the last days were in his day. And he was martyred in September of 258. So he jumped the gun a bit. But I would like to share with you today that I don't think that's the worst thing you can do regarding biblical prophecy. But let's get to St. Cyprian, and then we're going to talk about keeping awake. Uh, First thing he mentions is that you don't need to be scared to death of death, and persecutions were very hot, and it was getting worse in his day, in addition, there is a plague going around killing Christians and non Christians. So it was a it was a bleak time. Things didn't seem to be going right at all in the world. And he was trying to encourage folks not to be totally choked up over the fear of death. And he talked about the family reunion after this life as an expectation that death doesn't have to be feared to the degree that it's very easy to do when you see all these things kind of closing in on you. This is what he said. Who that is hastening to return to his friends would not eagerly desire a prosperous gale, in other words, a wind to blow him home quick, that he might the sooner embrace those dear to him? Why do we not hasten and run that we may greet our parents there are a great number of our dear ones awaiting us a dense crowd of parents brothers children is longing for us that's a I, I think that's worth repeating because a lot of times you can view death with fear and particularly in a sense it could be like the ultimate loneliness and it's going to be anything but for those who are dying faithful in Christ. Now, I'm just going to read a couple of sections from St. Cyprian where he thought it was uh, the end times were definitely closing in on him. Uh, He says, persecutions were already falling upon Christian. Uh, The burden of persecutions and afflictions is lying heavy upon us. And in the ending and completion of the world, the hateful time of the Antichrist is already beginning to draw near. Don't let it disturb you, brethren, if these, some in these last times, have wavering faith. These things have been foretold as about to happen in the end of the world, and it was predicted by the voice of the Lord and by the testimony of the apostles that now that the world is failing and the Antichrist is drawing near, everything good shall fail but evil and adverse things shall prosper. And what St. Cyprian was trying to do was to strengthen people for what they were facing in his day. And in doing that, he did apply the scriptures, and it's not a fault to turn to the scriptures about the Antichrist, about persecutions in the last days. He did overdo it a bit and I did a whole episode devoted to this. I talked about St. Cyprian as, quote, over-anticipating the second coming. But I want to take a different twist, because this is being recorded during Advent, and I've been thinking about St. Cyprian. And what might be worse than over-anticipating the second coming? In other words, what could be worse than having a premature view that this is the final end? And here's what I believe. This is a personal belief, but I've thought about this for a good while, and it's this. It's putting people to sleep about the second coming of Christ We are told by otherwise orthodox, faithful, conservative, Catholic scripture scholars and apologists that uh, you read the Gospels and they'll tell you, oh, it's all first century stuff, all of it, and there's absolutely nothing to worry about in the future. Go to sleep. Or the book of Revelation is just about the mass. Go to sleep. And that theory kind of goes out the window if you happen to read the book of Revelation. Here's a collection of scriptures that would be really good to meditate on for Advent. St. Paul, Ephesians 5.14, Therefore it is said, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. It is the Christian outlook of having an alert and awakened mind. To what's going on and not being sucked in to what everybody else is doing and where the world apart from Christ is going, and to follow a path that God sets before us, not the peer group, particularly the non-Christian peer group. Here's from Luke chapter 12, verse 37, "'Blessed are those servants whom the Master finds awake when He comes.'" And That's why we have Advent, to wake up if we've fallen to sleep. This one from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 2, following, for you yourselves know well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When people say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them. And it's, it bothers me deeply when I hear messages during Advent from Christians to say, peace and security and be at rest, don't worry about this stuff, don't wake up. St. Paul goes on, you are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. So then, let us not sleep as other do but let us keep awake and be sober. This is from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, first two verses. And to the angel of the church of Sardis, and Sardis was a Catholic church because those were the only churches that were in existence back then. To the Catholic church in Sardis write, I know your works. You have the name of being alive, and you are dead. Awake! And strengthen what remains and is on the point of death. If you will not awake, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come upon you. And again, this isn't a message to non-Christians, to those outside the church. Oh, this is for those inside the church. And these are to Catholic Christians in the first century, <laughs> how do they fall asleep so fast? I don't know. How do we? And it bothers me that even during Advent, um, you know, what do we awake to? You know, what's the latest deal on Black Friday and all this type of thing and not really taking stock of our lives and that each day is closer to the end? We know that. And we want to remain in a position and a mental outlook of being awake. Finally, from Revelation 16 and verse 15, this is Jesus speaking. Lo, I am coming like a thief. That means if you're not awake, you're going to be in for a huge surprise. Blessed is he who is awake. Now, I find it very interesting While the same experts are saying there's nothing to worry about in the Gospels because it's not talking about anything about the future, nor is the book of Revelation, the same men and women are heaping great praise upon St. John Paul II, and it's interesting if you actually go back and read what St. John Paul II said about these things. There's a great book entitled Sign of Contradiction. It's out of print. And according to a check today on Amazon, you can get it for $753 in paperback or only $135 in hardback. And there's some knockoffs. I don't know if they're accurate or not, but listen carefully carefully. To what St. John Paul II said, this is while he was a bishop, he was preaching Advent homilies to the papal household. He said, quote, the moment we, which we are living is maybe very similar to the moment described in today's gospel reading, which happened to be from Luke 21, and this is part of the gospel reading for that day and there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and upon the earth, the stress of nations and perplexity at the roaring of the seas and the waves, men fainting with fear, with foreboding of what's coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. The moment which we are living is maybe very similar to the moment Described in today's gospel reading, Luke 21. Going a little further, this is what St. John Paul II said as a bishop in the same book, it's collection of his Advent homilies. Fascinating reading. He said, quote, we may now be wondering if this is the last lap. Hmm. The last lap. Boy, that could be a title for a book we may now be wondering if this is the last lap along that way of denial which started out from around the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he talks about how what went on in Genesis 3 is actually reaching a culmination and fulfillment in the modern world. And so he goes on from there to say, we accept with trepidation, but also trust in the inspired words of the apostle Paul, who said, let no one deceive you in any way, because it is first necessary for the rebellion to come, and for the man of sin, the son of perdition, that's the Antichrist, to reveal himself. And that's quoting Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3, which has been zipped From the American Catholic Lectionary. So, what do we do? We do what Jesus said to do in Luke 21, after you read all of the apocalyptic things going on. Jesus said, You watch and pray, you stay in a state of alertness, you ask to be kept from the final rebellion. Now, why do we watch and pray? Won't it be obvious? It's very interesting to me because I try to pay attention to these things, but there's been some good, the the faithful Catholic leaders over the past year or two have been dropping hints like the great apostasy may be about to begin. And that may be the case because it's kind of hard to put your finger on it, but my personal view is The great apostasy may be well underway for years, maybe decades, maybe even a century. Did you know that? Are you watching and praying? I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 255 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.